Chapter 2 A few seconds ago, the sky had been as pale as the white sun, but now bruised-looking clouds were piling up on each other, a dark avalanche rolling over the land. Still lying on his back, Ash watched it warily. The weather in the mountains could change in the blink of an eye. Last year, he'd got caught in a brief, ferocious hailstorm that had come out of nowhere on a clear spring day. Now, it looked as if a rainstorm was going to catch him. And a tremor in the mountainside. A long, low vibration like a roll of thunder, except that it couldn't be because it didn't stop just got louder and closer until the bone-dry ground and the air thrummed with it. Something coming, something powerful and fast. Not just one thing, but many. Feet pounding the hard earth. Animals or people, Ash couldn't tell which. Whatever they were, they were coming uphill towards him. Ash scrambled to his feet, looked around. Nothing but there was still something coming, the pounding getting louder, closer. He backed away from the path into dense gorse that tore at his bare legs. He couldn't run through that, couldn't get any further away from the path. He looked for somewhere to hide, but now a stone skittered at the bend below. Behind it came a running boy. He was about Ash's age, fifteen, maybe sixteen, and he was tall and lean like Ash too, wearing rough brown leggings and thin leather boots like some ancient days character from a movie or a computer game. In the heat haze, he seemed spectral and unearthly, a strange, shimmering apparition. His hair was sculpted into spikes stiffened with pale mud or clay. More clay caked his face, made a cracked and peeling mask. Above the waist... He was naked except for a crude design daubed on his chest, a blood-red stag's head with branching antlers. He stumbled as he ran, lurched and flailed, staggered onwards again. His eyes were wide with terror, his clay face stretched into a silent scream. The boy was exhausted. Ash could see that straight away, beyond exhausted. Legs heavy, his head bobbing, breathing in quick, wheezy gasps. But he kept running, like he was running for his life. His gaze met Ash's as he passed, but he didn't stop, didn't break his stumbling stride. Still there was the rumble in the mountainside, stronger now. Ash crouched down low, waited with his breath catching in his throat hoped whatever was coming up the path wouldn't notice him hiding amidst the bracken and spiky clumps of gorse. The boy was out of sight now. Time crawled. Then, more boys appeared further down the mountain. First three or four, then dozens of them, streaming into view. As with the first boy, there was something unearthly about them, as if they were tricks of the light rather than flesh and blood. Like him, they wore leggings, masks, thin leather boots strapped at the ankle. But their masks weren't clay. Theirs were ragged things of painted, stiffened sackcloth, masks with eye holes slashed into them and gaping mouths. Their pace was steady and relentless. They looked as if they could run all day. Soon, 
they'd catch up with the fleeing boy and his race would be over. Ash knew what they were. Their costumes were wrong, but these were hound boys and this was a stag chase. Except it couldn't be. The stag chase was only held once a year, and it wasn't for another two weeks, and then Ash was going to be the stag boy fleeing the hounds, not this clay-daubed stranger. The runners passed Ash as if he wasn't there. Ten, twenty, thirty and more of them. A pack of hounds running its prey to ground. The stag boy didn't stand a chance. They'd catch up with him on the ridge, perhaps even sooner. Ash tensed, about to jump up and help him. Then he stopped. Their unearthliness unnerved him, and there were too many of them anyway. And already they were almost out of sight, only the stragglers still visible as the path jackknifed.